our world, we can rejoice in him and just know that his love is always with us. His spirit guides and directs us. And we can be thankful for that. Amen. Uh, Why don't you stand with me as we open in prayer and give blessing to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the blessing it is to serve you, to be your children, to be your servants, to be able to listen to your voice, to know your word, to understand your instructions, that we can apply them to our lives, that we can just rejoice in what you have in store for us. We know that we're here for a purpose, as we learned from last week, that we're here to find our way with your leadership and guidance. Uh, continue to lead us, Lord, we pray. And may, may you be uplifted today as we honor you in song, as we honor you in prayer, and as we honor you by listening to your voice. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <clears throat> amen. Well, now is the time to worship. So the, we've done this one recently, so it should be fresh in your mind. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. Come. Now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. Willingly we choose to surrender our lives. Willingly our knees will bow. With all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we gladly choose you now. Willingly we choose to surrender our lives. Willingly our knees will bow. With all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we gladly choose you now. Come. Now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. Come. Amen. Amen. Lord, we're so glad we can worship you today. We're here to just honor you in song and word. Uh, What a blessing it is to serve you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Life is interesting. <laughs> Anybody notice that? Anybody notice? Yeah, I, I've noticed. It's interesting. But you know, life without God, whew, that's, that's a challenge right there. And I was talking with a couple friends this morning just a little bit, and you know, I, I've, I've been able to honestly say I don't know a day of my life where God's presence wasn't understood or known. I, I sometimes take that for granted. I remember walking around as a three-year-old singing, Jesus Loves Me. And I remember when I was at my grandma's house, and I was talking to Jesus. We had a conversation. It was not insane. <laughs> I didn't need treatment. I was literally talking to God, and he was talking to me, and I was listening and having a conversation. I, I was probably four, maybe five. I guess I don't know for sure. And I remember my grandma looking at me saying, Kevin, who are you talking to? And I looked at her, and I said, Jesus. And, and I had that look on my face like, duh. And she just started to cry because she knew the Lord. She was so precious in her faith. But she didn't realize that I knew him and was talking to him. And, and of course, then later uh, on in life, I actually prayed a prayer of salvation. The Holy Spirit came within. And that closeness became even more obvious. I went through those teenage years struggling with identity. Insecurities were huge. But I don't remember a day of my life without God. Most of you can't say that. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. You know what it is to live without a hope, without a family that already knows him, where his presence is always there in a very real and known way. But you know, we're all here now. We all came from different paths, and here we are together as a family. Very diverse, very different, different stories to share. And the one thing that's true for us all is that our life is not about us. It's about him. And when you begin to grasp that, it changes things. All those things that anger you, they no longer do. Those things that irritate you to no end, it's water off a duck's back. Yeah, I said that. A lot of people are like, what does water on a duck have to do with anything? Well, it sheds. It just rolls right off. This song is a rejoicing song, but it reveals a very simple truth. My life is about him, so my life is in you, Lord. Let's sing that together. My life is in you, Lord. My strength is in you, Lord. My hope is in you, Lord. In you, it's in you. My life is in you, Lord. My strength is in you, Lord. My hope is in you, Lord. In you, it's in you. I will praise you with all of my life. 
I will praise you with all of my strength, with all of my life, with all of my strength, all of my hope is in you. My life is in you, Lord, my strength is in you, Lord, my hope is in you, Lord, in you, it's in you. My life is in you, Lord, my strength is in you, Lord, my hope is in you, Lord, in you, it's in you. I will praise you with all of my life. I will praise you with all of my strength, with all of my life, with all of my strength, all of my hope is in you. My life is in you, Lord, my strength is in you, Lord, my hope is in you, Lord, in you. It's in you, my life is in you, Lord, my strength is in you, Lord, my hope is in you, Lord, in you, it's in you, it's in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for life, strength, and hope. Hallelujah. We're going to pray for the offering at this time, and if you've already given, God bless you for that. And uh, you have this opportunity while we sing and honor the Lord to bring an offering to these plates that are up front. You can do so online, however God leads you. But it is a blessing to give. And we're so thankful for the faithfulness of all of you who are part of this church family. It makes the impossible become possible. So God bless you for your giving. Lord, thank you for the privilege it is to give, that we can honor you in our tithes. And we can even do, th- do above and beyond that. We can honor you with offerings that go into special ministry places. Uh, We think of all the projects that we've been able to accomplish because of that faithfulness of, of each and every one. And we just pray, Lord God, that you'll continue to lead us as we make decisions to reach out to those who are lost and hurting, as we continue to disciple those who are part of this family as we're able to do things that make this place uh, more welcoming and able to be visited by all. We just pray your blessing and anointing on each and every one as we give. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This is a missions day. As you notice from the missions buckets, the BGMCs, we also support missions uh, every month. Over $1,000 goes out to missionaries all across the world. So thank you for your giving and your faithfulness in all those ways. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. 
sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. Free at last, he has ransomed me, his grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. The Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, yes I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Who the sun sets free, always free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, yes I am. Who the Son sets free, always free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. 
beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever bring. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Holy there is no one like you there is none beside you opened up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me i will build my life upon your love it is a firm foundation and i will put my trust in you alone and i will not be shaken i will build my life upon your love it is a firm foundation and i will put my trust in you alone and i will not be shaken and holy there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me
This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. And I for you and I I'm lost without you This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. And I for you and I I'm lost without you and I I'm desperate for you without you I'm lost without you This is the air I breathe This is the air I breathe
Lord, we are we are desperate for you. We pray, Lord, that you would just guide us and lead us, Lord, in what it ha- is that you have for each one of us. For each of us, it's maybe a little bit different, God. But you do. You do have something for each one of us, Lord. We each have a purpose, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would just give us the joy in discovering what that is if we don't know what it is. And how we lead, Lord. How we lead others to you, God. We pray for that. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Speak to our minds about what we, what you would have us do, God. And Lord, let us just embrace your spirit as you bring it down upon us in a powerful way, God. We ask for that, God. Pray for this community, God. That they would see you, God, in a new, fulfilling way, in a fresh way, God. We pray for that, Lord. We pray for the needs around this uh, in this congregation here, Lord, here in pre- present, those that are online, we just thank you, God. We pray for those, Lord. We commit those to you and that you administer to them, God. Heal in the physical needs that need to be done. We pray for Yvonne, Lord, that you would minister and quickly heal that, that rest, that wrist, Lord, we pray. And other needs that are out there, God, we pray for Ron, Lord, that you would minister to him, God. And be f- feeling better, Lord. And there's other people that have some physical needs, Lord. We just pray that you would touch them, God. We thank you for that, God. Now, Lord, I pray that you would be with the rest of the service, that you would just have a powerful move here, Lord. And whatever it is that you would have, I pray, Lord, that we'd be, just be open to hear that. And we would put it in practice, God. In your wonderful name. We pray, amen. You guys, may be seated. Well, thank you very much for being here this morning. What a wonderful day it is to be here and not out there, right? It's a little cold and windy coming in there as we're doing things. So just a couple announcements here. There's the coffee tumblers out there. We haven't got one yet. Hey, feel free to talk to some, some, one of us here and and uh, at the table there, and you can get it. There's a Real Gals Leadership Meeting um, this Tuesday at 2 p.m. So, ladies, remember that there if you can, if you want to join that. Um, this Friday at 2 p.m. here at the church for the seniors ministry. If you're over 55, hey, come on in down, enjoy. 55 is a, is a flexible, flexible age there, you know. Whatever, just come and enjoy yourself. Have a good time with us here at the church, 2 p.m. on Friday. Ladies Coffee, 9.30 on Saturday. Mary Lee and Lou Toledo are hosting for that. So ladies, come and join that. Um, and then a VBS meeting later on here. So if you're interested in VBS, it's 6.30 on Thursday, March 23rd. We need some help with that to minister to our children in a great way. So if you can do that. And so, and, and there's a note in there about chairs for the sanctuary. So 
If God puts that on your heart here, the idea is we're going to put like some chairs here in the sanctuary. I think that's what we're, we're talking about that. So we'd like to start collecting funds on that. So if the Lord, Lord is I'm putting that on your heart, um, you can designate that. That would be a wonderful thing. Well, today is um, BG, B, BGMC Sunday, Mission Sunday. And the children, we are going to be talking downstairs here in a few moments. We are going to be talking about Guatemala here. And I just have a note here from one of the missionaries. We want to express our deep appreciation for the $1,000 BGMC grant we received. We blew the power supply of an aging portable PA system we were using for outreaches into schools. It broke at an inconvenient time as another outreach was scheduled along with a stateside ministry team. With the grant, we were able to purchase a replacement portable PA system, two wireless microphones, two speaker stands, and two microphone stands. The visiting ministry team was able to bring in the PA system, and we immediately put it to use. Since then, we were able to present our one-way Guatemala outreach to nearly 9,000 people mostly children in public schools. We saw more than 2,475 people pray to receive Christ in schools, parks, markets, teen challenge centers, and other public venues. Blessing, Dave and Debbie Amsler for missionaries from Guatemala. It's wonderful when we hear that. So, Anyway, let's remember our, our children and everything, the monies that are given. I see these people have already given some stuff, some funds here for that. And, and keep in mind, I, we made our goal last year. We gave like over 32, it was around $3,200, right in that area. We had a goal of $3,000. We did 32 for BGMC. So, what's that? Oh, a pie in the, pie in the face. For, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, well <laughs> I see. Okay, well, we will have to uh, <laughs> think about that. And so, well, I think that brings us to the moment we are going to pray now. <laughs> so, anyway, well, bless this offering. Later on, if you have something for the offering here, feel free to, to give something there. So, All right. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the wonderful things you're doing with our funds, Lord, with, the, with your funds to reach people, Lord, around the world, God, through BGMC and other missions giving, Lord. We pray for the people of Guatemala that you will minister to them as your spirit would just take care, touch them, God. And now... We just ask you to be with us the rest of this service. Amen. Pastor? I have it on. Oh, there it is. It's gone. We're good. Yeah. Testing, testing. Hey, there we are. Kids are dismissed to go to BGMC.
There is buckets up here for offerings. You can bring your offering. If kids need to grab that for you, I'm sure they're willing to do that. If you can trust them from here to there to here. You got some there? All right. Good job, bud. Way to go. All right. I think I'm good. <clears throat> Someone already talked to me about the, the chairs. Uh, we're, we're not determined as far as which chairs we're going to go with yet. But I did some research, and they range from the basic, basic with cushions to around the $50 range up to around the $60 range, depending on what you want uh, for extra perks, little extra cushion, maybe a rack on the bottom, possibly things on the backs for, for inserting something. Uh, so the cost will vary from there. Uh, and we haven't made any determinations. Based on how we got the cheers and the claps, when I mentioned chairs, that's why it came up that, hey, maybe we should just start raising some money. Uh, have you looked around and seen how many cushions are on our hard pews? And, and my thoughts, and I said it out loud, is like, well, if you have a cushion, you're probably more willing to give <laughs> for one of those chairs. And, and then I made the comment that you're probably able to afford it more than those that don't bring their own cushions. I, I'm, not, I'm not judging, but uh, I hope that uh, what has been the inspiration of that coming forward will, will pay out uh, uh, dividends because we are excited. Our church sign has been finished. It's, in, it's been pro- in production all, all winter. It's completed. We have the pictures, and now they say, send us the money. And, and we've already paid for half, and we're in the process of paying it off. And when that gets paid off, then we can figure out shipping dates and have it installed. And it would be really cool if we had new chairs to go with the sign. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, yeah, that's just like, you know, you never know. So anyway, take that for what it's worth. And let's talk about the will of God, shall we? God's will. But before we get into the message, I want you to have an opportunity to talk about last week. So you know, you know the way things have been, and I've heard lots of great responses from most of you. Only a couple of you have said, eh, not such a big fan, but we're hoping that you can learn to appreciate getting to know someone in conversation uh, so that you can enjoy that and that it's not uh, uncomfortable. If you are one that's a, a little bit leery about breaking off into small groups, I want to encourage you be open to this concept because I think you're going to build relationships with people. You're going to find a prayer partner. You're going to find a friend that you may not have been able to develop without having this opportunity. So uh, let's take some time in just a few moments to break off into our small groups again. Uh, no more than six. If you can keep it around four, that'd be awesome. And we're going to talk about a couple things from last week. Uh, and I'll read it for you for those who are online. You can have your own small group, and I'm going to read the questions before we break off. And here's what the questions will be. First of all, National Women's Ministry Day was last week, and we had a skit, and it was, Will the Real Christian Please Stand? And uh, for those of you who were here, uh, you'll be able to share with the group what that was and talk about it, what was the point of the skit. Also, Janice Thompson had an outstanding message. Uh, I don't know that there was a specific title that I could find, so I I call it this, Find Our Purpose. And so what is your purpose? Have you been able to find God's purpose for you? That's a great question to talk about in your group. How did you apply your purpose last week? 
How were you faithful to your call last week is another way you could say it. And then, of course, uh, if the time allows, and I hope it does, take some time to pray for, you, for one another. Prayer is one of the things that I've been hearing from some of you about how you want to have more opportunities for prayer. I believe this is an avenue that you can have that. In a very you know, intimate, small group way, you can share your needs with each other and pray for each other. And I think we're going to see that grow from this platform. So go ahead, find your small group. You can get up, stand up, move around. If you've been with somebody already, find someone else with your small group and let's do this thing. We're going to have a 10-minute countdown that we're going to start as soon as I see that you're in your groups. Uh, I will say, if you have hearing aid issues, you may have to go into the foyer and separate so you don't have all the bouncing sounds. If that's a problem for you, find a couple people to join you. Everybody's got a group. We're working on it, working on it. All right, we got some that have issues with the sound bouncing from hearing aids. They're going to find a place to shut themselves off just a little bit better for the sound. All right, go ahead and start the countdown. Talk about the skit, what Janice Thompson shared. And ask those questions. They're in the back of your bulletin.
Okay, we should be wrapping up with prayer if you had time for prayers. If not, I encourage you to make time in your next opportunity of your small group. I think a prayer, prayer is an important part of how we're gathering. So go ahead and finish up and make your way. Well, you don't have to move your seat. You can stay where you're at, unless you're in the back foyer there. <laughs> we want you to come back. <laughs> oh, you can hear. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that works too. We have a speaker in there also. Amen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and begin sharing what God placed on my heart for this week. And the title is God's Will, as I already shared with you. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and verse 2 are the main text. It reads, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, and I'll include sisters in this, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. What is good, what is acceptable, what is perfect or complete. And, and, and I want to talk a little bit about the will of God today. Many will ask the question, and you begin asking this question when you're young, especially if you have any connection to God through a church, through a family, through your own relationship with God, and you're asking the question, what is God's will for my life? I remember listening as a college student about what is God's will in a, a couple of different messages, and I actually walked away disappointed I felt like I was let down, that there was no aha moment for me. Now, if I were to back it up and be honest, I I already knew what God's will for my life was. I just said no. (laughs) I didn't want to be the person he wanted me to be or do what he wanted me to do. And so I had to battle that out with the Lord. And, of course, if you understand what it is to battle with God, you always lose. Right? Uh, Even Jacob, who became Israel... Uh, when he wrestled with God, he lost uh, as far as he didn't beat God. He did make it through the morning, but he walked away with a hip or a socket that was damaged after that. And, and so we need to realize that when we battle with him, we're going to lose. Well, what is God's will? The truth is that whatever you are doing with your life right now, whatever that is, there is a right and a wrong way of doing it. God's will is that you do what you do 
as a true follower of Christ. Now, young people often get caught up into the big question of career and the future. But they forget that God wants them to live for him right now. At the age they are, at the grade they are, wherever they are in life right now today. The same can be true of people who age out of their career. Think about it. Where are you on that stage, on that, on that growing aspect of life? Well, your life isn't over because you retired. Any amens? God wants you to live for him right now at the age you are today. If you can be faithful with the simple things of Christ as a Christ follower, you will be able to understand the deeper challenges of life. What is God's will for you? Love God, love people. Begin there. Put God first. Apply his truth daily. Put others above self. Show them the way to God's love. The big, deep, difficult-to-answer question really isn't that difficult at all. Years ago, when I was in my first pastorate as a lead pastor, I was 22 years old. No, I was 26 years old when I took the church as the lead pastor. And I was a little bit out of my realm of experience because I'd only done youth ministry. I was a wrangler at a camp, so I was the cowboy pastor. I was the preacher on the weekends once in a while at that location. But ultimately, leading a church was something new for me. And I'm wondering, how am I supposed to do this when I don't know what I'm doing? Right? But I did learn that if you, if you trust in God on, on a daily basis, he leads you well. And so I, I, I was learning, I was growing, understanding things deeper. One of the deacons of my church, who was a good friend, who was dealing with lots of decisions at that time, came to me, and he's, and he's, and he's sharing his concern. He says, Pastor, I've got a, a decision to make, and I don't know what to do. And I'm thinking, you're the one I look up to and I'm asking you questions. Yeah, I'm a pastor, but you have experience. You have uh, maturity. You have a longer life of living. You should be the one telling me about these things. But anyway, he, he says, I'm in a situation where I can reinvest into what I'm doing, which was raising bison. That's when I learned how to say it correctly. And they're not buffalo. <laughs> I learned that. You don't, you don't say that wrong if you're a Bison fan, right? So he says, I can reinvest, go back into debt, and I can get all in, and this will be what I do until I retire. Or I can move to Texas. And I'm, what? Yeah, I have an opportunity to work at a dealership and be the guy that people talk to when they want to get their car fixed. I can be that guy, and I've got an opportunity to do that. And I'm like, you can't be more different than raising bison and going to a Cadillac dealership and working in that shop, right? And he said, I don't know what to do because I feel like God will bless me this direction, but then I also feel like God will bless this, and I really don't know what to do. And I, and I prayed about it. I said, let me pray about it, and we'll get back together again. And so we prayed. 
And I saw him not too long after that because already I knew. And his name is Oren. And I said, Oren, I said, honestly, here's what God has shown me. He's brought you along this path, and there's a fork in the road, and there's a path you can take to the right, and there's a path you can take to your left. And he says, choose. And he's like, you, you, you mean I'm supposed to pick which way to go? I'm like, yes. God will bless you if you go right. God will bless you if you go left. What do you want to do? And that was just mind-blowing for him. He, Oh, my goodness, that's so simple. I'm like, I really believe that's what the Holy Spirit wants you to know. He will bless you either way. What do you want? And then he chose wrong. He went to Texas. <laughs> no, he didn't choose wrong. He, cho- he chose what he wanted to do. It was wrong for me because I lost a wonderful family to Texas. That was such a valuable part of who we were as, as a church. Well, what is God's will for you? Follow him every day. Love God. Love people. Take care of the little simple things that aren't necessarily easy. And as you follow him in your daily life, the other things will become more clear. I believe God wants you to know that. You're making it so complicated. Do you love God? Are you loving people? Are you doing what he's called you to do as a follower of Christ? Then let, let that be your main focus. And as things come along in your daily life, you will know the direction of the Holy Spirit. But you have to desire to know his will. And that's the first point. Desire to know God's will. Psalm 40, verse 8 It simply says this, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. Do you delight in him? Or is he a chore? Is he a burden that you have to carry? If following God is a burden, you're doing it wrong. It should be your delight. To know him, to love him, and to do what he asks. His will is your delight. There's something freeing about putting it on him. I can't tell you how many times I said to the Lord, this one's on you, Lord. If this goes south, that's your burden, not mine. I'm only doing what you ask. That's such a wonderful thing. You want me to do what? Plant a church in Glendive? We're struggling to keep our own church afloat, let alone start another one. Come on. Lord says, this is what I want you to do. Okay, well, if this fails, that's on you, Lord. Well, guess what? It didn't fail. It's going very strong. We had a great new meeting, our first meeting at the new location with the new name, New Life Dinner. Had over 40 people come. Some of them I've never met, their first times. And I tell you what, they look very different than you. And that's awesome. People that don't know the Lord 
are coming for a meal, and some left before the service even really got started. It was simply the food. Thanks for the food. I'm out of here. God bless you as you go. I hope you come back. Because the peace of God and his love is here, and someday, with the Lord's will, you will know him as I know him. That's my prayer as I watch them walk out the door. God is asking us to do things that seem impossible at times, but when you're used to hearing him and walking with him in a very daily routine and your desire is to do his will, you have a willingness and a freedom to realize, Lord, if this doesn't go well, this is your spirit. You're leading me. I know it's you, so I'm okay. It's not me. It's you. And as a leader, I learned that many years ago when I was doing youth ministry uh, with some of the young adults that came on to be helpers, they were worried about enforcing some of the things that were critically important in that ministry. And I said, listen, just tell them Pastor Kevin said so. They'll be mad at me and not mad at you. Oh, really? You'll let me do that? So yeah, I'll take the heat. That's fine. And, and I've done that many times over the years, and I still do it today. Ultimately, if someone's going to get all yelled at and all angry and all those things because of whatever, I'm the pastor, I'll take it. God does that for me every day. It's your will, Lord. How many Christians died in the first century of the church following the will of God? I don't know the number. Thousands. Hundreds of thousands? So many. But they were doing the will of God and were successful to follow him and his decrees. John 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is building on the understanding of the, the Lord's will and God is the delight of us. He is our delight. And I, I could ask this question, is God's will delight for you or dread for you? Delight or dread? John fourteen six says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Why is that so critically important? Important. If he is not your hope, you're missing the point. Salvation is not about heaven. And yet, that's what we hear all the time. If you were to die today, would you go to heaven or not? Why are we asking that question when that's not the point? The point is, do you know the Father? Would you like to know the Father? Would you like to be with him for eternity? Would you like to start a relationship today that will last forever? And that relationship brings you joy. That relationship brings you peace. That relationship brings you love. It's eternal. It can't be taken. How about we go there rather than to a place and try to share our faith? Because the place isn't important. It's the who. And if he is your hope, if he is your desire of your heart, then his will is a delight. And his word is written on your heart, not your mind. You don't have to memorize the scriptures, although that's a good thing to do. But you have to have it in your heart that I love the Lord. I love what he says. 
And I love that I can follow him every day. The pattern of this world, according to Romans 12, verse 2, is basically this. It's self-gratification. It's all about me. What do I get out of this life? How can I manipulate the situation so I can get more? How can I impress upon people my desire and what I want with life? How about we flip it over, do the exact opposite, and say, how can I bring you something, Lord? How can I be of service to you, Lord? What can I bring to you? Rather than what can I get out of this? How can I love and serve others better? Desire to know God's will. If you can start with the basic principles of what it is to be a follower of Christ, you will find him leading you into specific places in specific ways. And you will hear the voice of God and you will see miracles. I believe this with all my heart. So let's look at a few other verses and talk about praying for God's guidance. Pray for the Lord's guidance. Uh, Psalm 143, verse 10. Teach me to do your will. Isn't that a great prayer right there already? Lord, I want to do your will. I don't know how. I don't know how to love. What is love? Well, love is butterfly feelings that are inside that make you feel all tickly. Well, no, that's not love. Sorry. Sorry to ruin your life. But love is giving of yourself for the sake of another. Love is putting somebody else's needs at a higher importance for yourself than your own needs. Love is a decision. It's not a feeling. How do we know this love? Well, Jesus said the greatest love that can be given is for one to lay his life down for his friend. To actually die for that friend. And then he died for you. And he died for me. And God says you need to love the way I love. What is that? That is giving of yourself so that someone else can be blessed. Desire to be taught by the Holy Spirit how to love. Teach me to love, Lord. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. I need your help, Lord, to love people, because in my flesh, I don't do it well. In my flesh, I get offended. In my flesh, I'm selfish. In my flesh, I'm proud and prideful. In my flesh, I want things for myself. I don't want to give people other things. I just want it all for me. But when I die to myself, when I find your spirit leading me in love, I suddenly don't care so much about how I feel. I care more about how the others feel around me. Because that's what love is. And the Holy Spirit can lead you in how to do His will. But you have to desire it, and you ought to pray for it. Let me make you a promise. This is a side note, if you will. If you wake up every morning of this coming week and ask God to give you someone to witness to, you will have an opportunity to witness promise. 
Lord, give me someone that I can share my faith with. Just one for this week that I can share your love with that needs to know your love. I believe if you pray that prayer, you will find his leading and the opportunity to share your faith. Desire to be taught and led by the Holy Spirit. James chapter 1, verse 5. This was actually in our Sunday school lesson today. If any of you lacks wisdom, let's all raise our hands just for fun. There we go. Come on. Everybody raise your hand. Everybody. Everybody's got to do that. Okay, I see those hands. <laughs> that, that's an old Pentecostal joke. <laughs> but, but seriously, we don't have God's knowledge and wisdom until he gives it to us. Wow, you're really smart. No, he's really smart. I'm just listening. He's the one that's got it all. I'm simply a vessel to be used by God. You have great wisdom at your fingertips. You are able to speak with such depth of knowledge and understanding. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit who is in you. If you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. God does not care about your background. He doesn't care about my testimony as far as I've known no day of my life that God wasn't present or understood to be present. That's my story. Yours might be I had hell on earth until I was in my 50s. Your story, my story. Guess what? We all have to ask God for wisdom. Lord, I don't know a day where you weren't somewhere involved in my life. I need help. Amen. I need your wisdom. You can say, I've never lived for God until recently. Lord, I need help. You're, you and I are the same. We don't have the wisdom of God unless he gives it, and we need to pray and ask for it. John chapter 16, verse 13. Wonderful passage of Scripture. It says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And by the way, this is what Jesus did. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. In other words, the Holy Spirit is here to grant you understanding and wisdom and to guide you into truth. This is going to happen to you if it hasn't happened already. You're going to be listening to someone that claims to know God, and they're going to speak something that they claim is from God, and you're going to go in your spirit, ah, red flags, no. And you're going to go, how do I know this? How do I know that this isn't from God? How can I say this? Because of the Spirit of God who is in you, who guides you into all truth, and, they will give, and he will give you that warning, no, no, that's not my word. That's a distortion of my word, or that is a perversion of my word, or that's simply the enemy himself. You will know in your spirit. But here's the flip side of that. You will also know the positive side of those things where you're going to simply understand a depth of God's knowledge and understanding because of the Holy Spirit who leads and guides you. You're going to be able to be one of those people that says, you know, I read the Bible before I got saved, and it was a bunch of gibberish, goggly, gluke, words that didn't mean a thing. And then I got saved. The Holy Spirit came to live within me. And then I was encouraged by my pastor to read the Bible. So I started reading and I was like, whoa, where did that come from? 
I didn't see that before. I'm sure I read this before, but wow. Wow, look at what it says here. Oh, it just ministers to my spirit. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. He guides you into truth. Now, it's fun because we can hold each other accountable when it comes to those things of life where we might have to have a discerning spirit. Is this from God? Is this not from God? And that gets a little more deep. But ultimately, if we pray and ask God for wisdom and we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, we will find his truth. Amen? Amen. In Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, I've used this multiple times in the last number of weeks. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Remember what we said in the beginning. God's will is your delight. And his word is written on your heart because your following of God's will and the plan comes from your passion, not from your intelligence. That doesn't mean it's, intelligent. it's not intelligent to follow God. That just means you're led by your heart and your passion. So you need to trust the Lord with your heart, with your delight, and don't lean on your own understanding because you prayed and you asked God for wisdom. Amen? In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. He will lead you. He will light your path. He will give you the understanding of where you need to go from here. God's will. It's so wonderful. It's so powerful, and yet so simple. If you apply the will of God to your life right where you are today, you will be easily led, if you're a young person, to the right college, to the right career, and the big one of all, the right relationships, right? But that's true for every stage of life. I am now, I'm going to say this out loud, Herbie the love bug. Yeah. I've been waiting for this for so many years. I'm finally at 53. I'm young. Yeah, thank you for that. Everybody else thinks I'm old. And you're like, well, I still don't get the connection. Herbie the love bug, number 53. Come on. Get with the program. That's the number on the race car. Everybody's like, what's Herbie the love bug? I know I'm young, but I'm not young. So what's the point of that? Well, at 53, my life is a little different than it was at 13. Right? It's a little different than it was at 23. And 33 and 43, and now I'm 53. Guess what? Life changes as you go through life. But there's something that hasn't changed in all of that. Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. The will of God for my life hasn't shifted or changed. The specific details of what I'm doing may have changed. But the will of God to walk with him daily, to love him and to love others has never shifted, it's never changed, and it never will. I want to encourage you to apply this word to your life. Delight yourself in the Lord, in his word, 
and in all the ways that he leads. Right now, he's leading us to do church different. I believe it's God's will. We don't know each other. We don't pray for each other. We don't evangelize. We don't reach out. How can we accomplish God's will if we're not willing to do what he asks? Well, he can talk to the pastor about changing up the service and saying, get them out of their comfort zone, get them talking, get them to know each other so that they become a family, a true family that can work together and understand what it is to share their faith here in a safe place so they can go to their homes, invite their neighbors, and talk about the Word of God around the table and do the same thing there. That's why we're doing this. Because the church is you. It's not this building. It's you. What is God's will for your life? Love him, love others. And along with that comes the great commission to share our faith with others and make disciples. Disciples making disciples is our mantra. I want to encourage you, take some time. We're going to start the clock. Talk about the next things that are here. What did you like most about the message? What does it show about God? How can I apply the message to my week? Go ahead and start the countdown. You guys got 10 minutes to share together.
Less than a minute left if you want to finish up with prayer. And then we'll close together. All right. Thank you all so much for coming together for service today. Thank you for listening about the will of God. And I pray that you'll be able to apply this to your week and come back with some great testimonies to share with your group. Uh, How is God going to use you this week? Well, come with a willing heart every day. Lord, lead me to do your will. Teach me to do your will. Have that delight in your heart for him. And I believe you're going to see some great things happen. Amen. Uh, Let's close in prayer, and I'll dismiss you to go into your mission field as we go into our week. Lord God, thank you for this wonderful day that we can come together to serve you, to listen to your heart, to be able to be uh, a part of worship, and also to hear your word and to share together about how you're working in our lives. I just pray, Lord God, you'll continue to lead us and guide us according to your perfect will, that we'll come back next week with great testimonies of praise that we can encourage one another and go into our week with an understanding of the mission. I pray your blessing and your anointing to be upon us all, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you go. Have a great week. We'll look forward to seeing you again next week.